Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you're making it a good one. We know that we are as well. We got a great show in store for you tonight. Look, I'm going to try to keep tempers down. I'm going to try and attempt to keep tempers down, but no promises. AYS, AYS fans, no promises whatsoever that Rafino's rants is not right around the corner. So do us a favor, hit the like and hit the share and share into some groups as every LSU fan is not going to want to miss this because I'm about to go on a tangent. Yes, I know that Maction is on right now. Stephen Miller. I don't even know if Stephen Miller is in this thing, y'all. 
But if he is, I know he's watching him some action. There he is. DJ Landry is like the 2019 LSU fight football team undefeated in the GOAT because the first comment is always, guys, boom shakalaka. The man is like Joe Burrow when it comes to the comments of being first on AYS. Undefeated. <laughs> Everyone joining the show, we appreciate you. But listen, be prepared. And this does this go for LSU fans? Yes. Does this go for more LSU media? Hell, as Stone Cold Steve Austin would say, oh, Hell yeah. Because it's about to go down. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com. Guys, if you have not subscribed to TigerBait.com, I wholeheartedly think that you should go to TigerBait.com and hit your subscription. If you do the promo code AYS30, you will get 30 days for $1. And there goes my camera. There goes my camera. Of course... As soon as we go live, there goes my camera, and we are back. You got to be careful with the technical difficulties now, y'all. You got to be careful. But Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com will join us at 720. A lot we need to get into with him. Derek Davis Jr., the number two safety after the number one safety in the nation committed to the LSU Fighting Tigers will be joining us at 720. Also, I did not talk about it yesterday, but the LSU basketball team got snubbed from the top 25. What is the realistic goal for them going into the season? We will get in that, into that as well. But guys, as always, don't forget about our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your dinner swings in Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. Motorhome chassis, drivetrain repair, tire sales, tire rotations, nothing is too big or too small over at GM. Any automotive repair that you need is no big. It's not big or too small for them. Go see them today at 2500 Florida Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you. And if that car is a little too beat up, go see our good friend, Mr. Woody Clark, over at Robertson's Brothers Ford Lincoln. Guys, I've been telling you this, and my man has been absolutely slinging the deals all across the state of Louisiana. The number one Ford car salesman. If, you want, if you're looking for a new ride and you're looking for that Ford Lincoln, go give my man a call today. At 225-603-5432. That's 225-603-5432. And tell them Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you. Okay, guys, listen. Before I get, I know it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So I'm going to need you to do me a favor and hit the like and retweet if you're on YouTube or on Twitter, Periscope. And if you're on Facebook, you're going to have to hit the like and share. Because I'm about to go on a rant. A very big time rant. Now, this is not targeted for majority of LSU fans because I get where they're coming from with this. Now, if you didn't see today and yesterday, we talked about the LSU game versus Alabama to be postponed. And I didn't want to get a whole deep dive into that game because of the simple fact, because of the simple fact 
that I had a very good feeling that it it was going to be postponed. Valil, my man, look at them traps, boy. Look at them traps. My man swole, y'all. My man is swole. Steven Miller says we got an iPad rolling, laptop rolling, TV rolling, and AYS on the phone, says Steven Miller. We appreciate it. Before we get into the rant, Derek says saved by the COVID. And I agree with him to an extent. And here's where I agree, and I'm not going to get all over LSU fans. I'm So to all 76 of you, I'm not, this is not on LSU fans. Because, look, we know that if LSU were to play Alabama this weekend, it possibly may not have gone the way that we wanted it to. Like, we're there, right? Like, we know, just based off what we've seen on the field, we know that, yeah, the game might not go LSU's way. And that's okay. That is okay. That's not what I'm here for. So I'm going to get to your comments in just a second. I'm going to get to the comments in just a second, so bear with me. Here's where I'm about to tee off on the hashtag Rafino's rant. And if you're just joining us and you haven't been watching us on the 134-episode ride, stay tuned for this Rafino's rant. I cannot stand for the life of me that when you say one thing and you say, oh, well, LSU shouldn't play at all. And you're a media member and you cover the team and you say, well, you know what, guys? We would just go out there and get our asses embarrassed anyway. Maybe so. But then when you have someone from LSU's football team come on your damn show and you say, Oh, well, coach, it's going to be all breezy. Coach, it look, you're looking good. Don't be a phony. You got a platform. Use it. You talk about Big J journalism. Well, you're not journalism. You're not doing crap with that Big J journalism. You know what you're saying? Oh, well, guys, we suck. And you know what? When presented with someone who comes on our show, we're not going to say anything to them and we're going to coddle that ass. You want to talk about championship teams. You want to talk about championship culture. I know you never won one. I understand that. And I know it's hard for you to understand what a champion's supposed to look like in a championship team, in a championship culture. Because two, state, two states over, Nick Saban's doing it. So you don't want to bring your happy ass out on the field? Then stop being a fan. Stop. Because you know what's more embarrassing than anything else? Is you saying, oh guys, well let's not play. And showing absolutely no pride. So here's another thing. If you want to also talk about the players not having pride, well, then you need to show pride and saying that they need to go out there and play. Let me state this very clearly. Let me state this very clearly. I am not upset one bit that because of COVID-19, LSU is not playing. That's not what I'm saying, y'all. That is not by any stretch of the imagination what I'm saying. Because you only have one scholarship quarterback. You don't have tight ends, any scholarship tight ends on your roster that's going to be active 
for this game. You don't have a long snapper. The list goes on and on. Let me make that very, very, very clear. Very clear that I understand what's going on. But if you want to talk about Nick Saban, if you want to talk about players having no pride and no fight, maybe they shouldn't listen to your damn show. Because that, in and of itself, just blows my mind that you can say, let's not go play Alabama because it's going to be embarrassing. And when you also say, when you also say, oh, well, it's Alabama week. Does it really even matter? Well, did it matter last year? Did it matter the year before? Did it matter the year before? Spoiled, little fans. Spoiled. No, you know what? They're not even fans. They're front runners. You can get mad about me doing this. And it's not just one person. Tommy, I see your comment. I'm not talking about one person. but Or two people. Or three people. I've heard this all for the last two days. At four o'clock today, this was not. Number one was not my number one topic for tonight. But you know what? As I'm going to show you. These notes had to be altered. There is nothing in this world that makes me more upset when you call out a player about having fight or having no fight there, there I should say. But then you come back and say, maybe we just shouldn't freaking play. Well, let me, let me under, let me just throw this out there. You bitched and you moaned and you complained and you got in a hissy fit and you moaned all all season about Miles Brennan not having experience because he sat by Dan, behind Danny Atling, because he sat behind Joe Burrow. And now when it's his time, he doesn't have the experience, but you don't want these guys to go out there and play because you don't want to get embarrassed. You have a golfer at the Masters, I forget the guy's name, who's an Alabama grad, going out there and says, well, LSU probably is not going to play this weekend against Alabama. Good for them because they're going to get beat by 70. That should piss you off. All 89 of you. All 89 of you, it should piss you off. that not what I just said and reiterating Stephen Miller's right you can't talk about game experience and saying well you know what man we don't need to go play anyway guys have you ever heard the the term of a wolf pack you have your alpha and you have your beta it's a beta move you want to be an alpha dog? You want to be Alabama? You want to be the tier? You want to be the chalky five as Bill King who so greatly talks about it? You want to be in that top five? Then go out there and play the game when you're able to. 
COVID aside, they were saying that before COVID. This even happened last week. They were saying, does it really even matter? You have to have a mindset of a champion. Because Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, hell, the fighting damn Irish of Notre Dame don't have that mindset. Ohio State doesn't have that mindset. You know who else doesn't have that mindset and you talk so gloriously about him today? Drew Brees. Either get on the bandwagon or jump off of that son of a gun because there's no room for you. None. Zero zilch nada. You have a large platform, use it. Instead of spouting out and then having LSU administration run to your becking call and saying, hey, everything looks hunky-dory. And then you're saying that the problem with LSU is that they had no fight. This is not, I don't have any ill will whatsoever to let me make this also clear <laughs> because I know what's about to happen and I know the text I'm about to probably get I know the messages I'm probably about to get I held absolutely zero ill will for anybody who has that opinion your opinion is your opinion and I can't change that but what I can change and with all 87 of us can do right now on this live stream is have a culture mindset shift. Hey, dog, that don't fly at LSU. Hey, dog, that don't fly here. And if you wanted to fly, then get out. Nothing in this world makes me more upset. Because I've been in situations, 2006, when we're at a, a semifinal game. Bases loaded, two outs. Dribbler back up the middle, and we're playing baseball, and we make an errant throw, and guess what? The team that we were going to play the next night upset a team that should have won it, and we knew that we were the best team in the state, and we didn't win a, we didn't win a state championship that year. I knew what it took to get there because I was there at the 6 a.m. weigh-ins, or weigh-ins, uh, workouts. I was there at the, at the 5.30 runs before workouts because I didn't want to do it after school. And I'm sure a lot of you who are watching a sports podcast went through the same exact thing. Thank you. John, I appreciate that. Derek on Facebook Live says, Cancel it canceling it is a meow mindset Blake canceling it I, I look guys and let me let me just say this because I them postponing and canceling because of coronavirus look I get and understand I'm not saying that LSU needs to play this weekend that's not what I'm saying but when you have a sense of relief that LSU is not playing this Saturday regardless of what the score is 
It's a beta move, man. It's a beta move. It's not with this culture. It's not with this right here. LSU is built on. You didn't do that in 2003. You didn't do that in 2007. Ask Jacob Hester who, what his mindset was winning an natty. Ask Joe Burrow what his mindset was last year. Because Joe Burrow made the constant decision, dog, that doesn't fly here. Hey, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow would have never allowed that to happen. So the best player that you've ever seen, the best player that you've ever seen walk through those doors in Baton Rouge, if he wouldn't let it fly, why should any of us allow it to? Getting into some of the comments. Because, yes, my I, I get a little passionate. Stephen Miller says, Amanda Baker, they'll reshuffle the whole week back end of the SEC and get all the games in full. Look for a full slate of SEC games, the 12th to the 19th. Yep, Stephen, I agree. You know, look, that's what we're hearing, okay, is that's a possibility. So they're going to play the game anyway. LSU's already in those conversations. Scott Woodward's in those meetings with Greg Sankey saying, hey, guys, you're going to play the game. Oh, and by the way, you're going to play the damn game anyway. So the prolonged butt whooping that you think you're going to get, it's going to happen anyway. Sam Bacon says, where are my dogs at? They ain't Baton Rouge. They're fat, fat and comfortable. Like a king sitting on his throne and like it's Game of Thrones. Fat and comfortable. Getting LSU walking out, out there on the field and getting their butt kicked does not make me happy. Does it, does it make, please tell me in the comments, does it make any of you happy? Does LSU getting beat by 37, the worst that they've ever gotten beat, make you happy? Oh, well, Blake, it doesn't make it any better to get upset. Well, somebody's going to go out here and somebody's got to get on their platform and show the damn fight and show that damn dog. All right. We have Mike Scarborough coming up. I went on my rant. I went on my rant. All right, Mr. Scar Mike Scarborough is coming up. I'll get to your comments at the end of the show. We'll scroll back up and get to all of them. Scroll back up. But before we get to that, guys, go check out my good friend. Mr. John Patton over at Area Home Lending. With all the help from the Federal Reserve, it has pushed mortgage rates down to the lowest that they've ever been. Yes, the lowest that they've ever been. If you're considering buying a new home or saving money on that mortgage that you have now, call Mr. John Patton. With over 15 years of experience, I know that there's absolutely no one, and I mean no one, that will take better care of you than Mr. John Patton. 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. Tell him Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you. All right, let's get Mr. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com on the show with us. If you have a question for Mike, hit us with the hashtag AskMike as well. So I'll put that right here in the comments. Hello? Mr. Mike Scarborough. What's happening? Oh, man, I just went on a little Rafino's rant. You know, got my blood pressure rolling. But it's okay because we're better for talking to you, my friend. Is there something called a Rafino snooze? Do you ever start the show off on a light note? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes. Mike, okay. do you think that I need to start off with a Rafino snooze and just be mellow and be chill and and then kind of just go the whole show being mellow and chill? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bizarro, bizarro, bizarro world, uh, Rafino. Maybe it's 2020, Mike. Maybe you know. Maybe 2020 just got me all up in my feelings. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> but Mike, anyway, do you show, do you show from Colorado, and, and maybe it'll be different. <laughs> or Oregon. I mean, who, who really knows? I mean, depending on how that things goes out there, you know how that is. Well, Mike, we had yep. some big news this this week. I mean, look. I guess regardless of where you look, Derek Davis, the number two safety in the nation, commits to the LSU Tigers, which, look, and Mike, we talked about this, and I know you talked about it on your show last week. It, it kind of caught some LSU fans off guard. What did you think there? Were you a little surprised? I was surprised because, you know, he was coming in, and and when we first started talking about him coming in for that unofficial visit uh, on his own dime with LSU being out of town at Auburn while he was, you know, touring the campus on his own, um, you know, it was right after Langwad committed. Uh, Sage Ryan then, of course, announces he's going to, uh, you know, announce to LSU. And then when he comes for the visit while he's there, um, you know, Sage Ryan commits to LSU, and so you're looking at LSU's class, and they've got three safeties, um, along with Kari G. Um, so you're like, okay, would they actually take a fourth? Mm-hmm. And it was more, more or less like not discounting how good his, uh, Davis's visit was to Baton Rouge and, and looking at the LSU campus. It was just a, a numbers thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've already been talking about how the numbers are tight and trying to get everybody in. So, uh, no, it's just another big feather in Bill Bush's cap. I mean, I, um, I, I absolutely say that he's the best recruiter on LSU staff, and uh, I'm, I'm sticking with it. Mike, that's, that's heavy praise, and I agree with you there. Uh, and listen, I mean, it just seems like every single year he's turning out a, a, a high-level recruit. You know, Joe Burr, I mean, yeah. regardless of where it is. Now, Mike... Let me ask you what he goes and gets another guy is in your in the recruiting world and maybe in the coaching circuit is Bill Bush considered maybe a top five recruiter in all of the, in all of the nation? You know, he just it's kind of like a stealth thing with him. Um, I know when he got hired, I reached out to a Nebraska buddy of mine who, who runs one of the biggest Nebraska sites in the world, covers the Cornhusker for years. And he was just going on and on about Bill Bush's ability to, to go out and find talent and reel them in from out of state. And, um, you know, I'm trying to who, – who's the big tight end that they got uh, that LSU was in on a few weeks ago from uh, – a few months ago from Iowa? Fadone. Uh, yeah, Fadone. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they were, they were nervous up there because Bush, Bush was involved with him uh, because they saw what Bill Bush would bring to them. Of course, we all know, you know, you don't have that, uh, the best season in the history of LSU football and the best history of uh, college football without Bill Bush and, and getting Joe Burrow. He was what got him to there. So, no, he's, um, and I'm trying to remember the, 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 deep, deep, the safeties names that he had gotten to Lincoln uh, that ended up being high round draft picks from, from Arizona. 
And if you notice, Bush still recruits Arizona and, and those western states very hard. I mean, he's everywhere. Missouri, uh, you know, Pennsylvania, Ohio. I mean, wherever there's players, he's going to find them. I mean, this time last year we were talking about Ali Gay. And, right. you know, should LSU cut him loose because he was the, the lowest-rated guy in the class and uh, about this time having a numbers crunch? Well, look how good he's turned out to be, and he's got a, a high ceiling. And, you know, what, how good might he be in another year? And, you know, being that raw prospect, I think he's got a, a lot of – well, that's, that's another Bill Bush guy. Well, uh, and him and, and Christian Lockator. Well, and a hell of a recruiting <clears> – <throat> process too i mean look i read brody miller i think it was brody miller's uh article in reference to that because of you know the religious factor and him and his family feeling comfortable i mean look that he just he just feels such look and i don't know how to really say this but him not going to baylor felt good from a recruiting aspect but mike we have a question in uh facebook live that asks well if him and bo polini don't turn it around even though he is a high-level recruiter, could you see some shakeup happening? Because I know that Ed's mentioned it and kind of talked about it a little bit in his last few press conferences. You know, I just don't see there being a shakeup. One, from a dollars and cents standpoint, and now you're about to possibly have the Alabama game go from postponed to where would you fit it in. You know, it's it, – you know, what does that do to the, uh, you're already over $8 million in the hole. Well, at the end of, at the end of the college football season, when, when CBS and ESPN ante up for what they owe the SEC, you know, uh, you know, that's, ta- that, that, that's taken out of the pot, that LSU Alabama game, if it doesn't get, end up getting played. You know, so how do you go out and, and, and get rid of Bo Pelini and buy him out when, when you're laying off people and, and, and getting co- uh, high dollar coaches to take pay cuts? And everything else that you've got to do, and begging TAF uh, guys to, yeah, if you opted out, can, do you still want to donate your, 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 you know, your ticket revenue? Um, <laughs> right. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't see that happening. And and I and I'm not seeing any drop off in recruiting because of the type of season LSU's having. It's just a weird year. I mean, Clemson uh, goes uh, and loses to Notre Dame. Um, you know, I, I think now from here on out, I think the only thing LSU fans want to see is uh, get get some guys healthy, get through the year, get some newcomers uh, healthy, and then uh, and then just hope that uh, you don't end up seeing Alabama winning another national championship, and it'll be a good deal end up being okay. Oh, I'm with you there, and God bless. I yeah, I, I think that's the only thing that uh, can make the, the season kind of okay is if the Crimson Tide don't get another national championship. <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, Mike, I, I mean, yeah, basically Alabama, what I, uh, another uh, Another Auburn kick six would be nice. It would be very nice. Chris Davis, uh, another Chris Davis-like kick six would be absolutely fantastic. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com is our guest. You can catch all of his stuff on TigerBait.com as you see right here in the overlay. Mike, it's something that a lot of people, and I know that you've talked about it a lot, and I know you talked about it a lot on this show, but Mike, I'm going to be a little honest here. I'm a little surprised that this recruiting class to date has kind of stayed together, actually gotten better. Is the 2019 season, I guess, is that still having such that big of an impact for this recruiting class when it's only getting better and might might only get better moving forward down the road with guys like Mason Smith and others. 
Look, I mean, nobody likes seeing LSU, uh, listening to your show, like seeing LSU get their butt kicked. But those kids see opportunities. They see, man, uh, boy, they're going to need safety help, or they need defensive line help. Man, they need offensive line help. I mean, that's what they're seeing. They're not seeing that a a program's on the brink. And I mean, this year just is what it is. I know people can't stand hearing that or – and, and look, I'm not making excuses for, for the team. I mean, it's – I mean, there's been some incidences with, you know, at Auburn, guys joking around on the sideline, and sometimes you, you, you're not seeing coaches, uh, you know, light in the players like you think they should. It's just um, – I mean, it, there's enough – there's a little bit of all that to go around, but the overriding factor is Jim's and Joe's. And, you know, when you look at the starting lineups, particularly uh, on the defensive side of the ball – and on the offensive line where it really matters, you know, where are your first and second team all these SEC selections? After last year, you own those lists. And you own all the national awards. You know, that's what the NFL draft did to you. That's what uh, the guys going pro early and the free agent signees did. The COVID opt-outs and uh, some transfers uh, really leaving you thin. I mean, uh, it's just been a, a absolute perfect storm. On top of that, you're installing a new defense, and your new defensive coordinator doesn't get a full spring to, to, to try and install it. You can do all the, the iPad teaching you want to do, but there's, there's nothing to uh, replace that actual on-the-field instruction, which they, they did, you know. I mean, they got some extended time in July, but that's not the same. No, it's not. It certainly is not. We have a question right here, Mike. Uh, on Facebook Live from Holden Lee, which I think is really good. He says, hashtag ask Mike, are you hearing anything about juniors that may skip the draft and come back and stay next year? I know that, that Ed talked about guys like a Liam Shanahan. Who are some others that you think that they're going to well, really talk about? Uh, that, that was one thing that uh, I, was going on the, I was on the phone with Brian Lazar about this weekend, and that's why we rolled out a big feature yesterday morning. You can still find – slotted, I think, number two or three on the front page of Tiger Bait, where we went position by position as to what LSU's going to have returning, you know, you know, knowing Terrace Marshall and, and others are going to go pro, you know, and going each position, which are the guys that, that are the absolute pinnacle of Ed Orger on the stats list to recruit on the current roster to convince to take that extra, that extra free year. I mean, I don't think you're going to convince the Jabril Cox but what if you can convince an Austin Deculus and a Liam Shanahan to come back? Right. Um, I don't think you can expect an Ed Ingram to uh, after what he dealt with legally, unfortunately, and, and that whole thing. Um, you know, it's he's probably, you know, figuring he's done his time and, and time to roll the dice and, and see where he's going to get drafted and make some money. But um, there's a lot of guys. Uh, you know, as much as I'm discounting Glenn Logan and Neil Farrell, Boy, you, you sure do could use some upperclassmen that that have experience and can play. I know, Mike. Um, I know. And look, if you look at Alabama's uh, just rosters over the last thirteen years, they've had some of the oldest rosters in the SEC over that time frame, and it's a lot of just getting these you know middle round guys in the NFL to come back. And yes, they get yeah, a couple I mean, we, of first we, we rounders, be- but but a couple of them getting coming back, Mike. We can talk about Jaquel and Roy and what we think he's going to be a year or two from now and Jacoby and Guillory and Mason Smith as a freshman. And I'm excited about Savion Jones. I think he's, 
underrated and, and might be one of my top two favorite guys in this current class right now for LSU from St. James. Landon Jackson should be 100% off of his injury, uh, what I'm told. Um, and, and you, so you're going to need some of these freshmen in these 2021 class to be guys next year. Um, but at the same time, there's no discounting what it would mean to you just from a depth standpoint and having that, that, those guys that are older like Farrell and Logan to return. Uh, Ali Gay, um, again, I, I, uh, what, what kind of guy is he going to be a year from now? Um, getting the instruction from Bill Johnson and Lockatour and, and Orgeron and, and that whole thing. I mean, it, it's the sky's the limit for him, I think. Um, so, and then B.J. Ojolari, another year under his belt. You're not worried about having to recruit him. He's only a freshman, but, you know, he is a freshman. Um, you know, he needs to get bigger. But um, I, I, I just think that um, there's a lot to be said for the free year and taking advantage of it, it's particularly when you're self-imposing eight scholarship reductions on you, but you're also so far under the 85 cap. Um, you re- you really need to recruit your roster in a big way, especially if, if especially if not knowing what the NCAA is going to do with that legislation about the APR, you got to recruit some guys that are actually very good students because right. you, you need to get the, the, that grade point average in the program's got to get up. <laughs> All those guys going pro early uh, in, that, in such big numbers absolutely has crushed LSU on the APR. Well, and I know which, too, which, which I think may- that rule is absolutely stupid, but yeah. it, it, it's there. That's what I was about to say, Mike. Just how crazy that rule is, and why a guy like a Liam Shanahan could be so big—not just on the field, but off the field too. We have a question from yeah, Stephen well, Miller. It's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. What, what is he? Uh, what is he doing for his classes right now? He's working on his uh, masters, or, or yes, from what I understand, he's working on his masters in some kind of. Astrology, something, or I, I, I can't remember. Well, maybe they, maybe they can talk him into a free doctorate. <laughs> hey, I, I, and look, they have a lot of th- things they could do uh, uh, for him. I mean, but yeah, I, I mean, who knows? We we don't know if Liam's gotten down here and fallen in love with the food. Maybe he's got a new Cajun girlfriend. Uh, there could be lots of factors that uh, make it make it easier for Fred Orgeron to convince him to, to stay another year. Hey, if he uh, if it makes him block better, we'll find him somebody. Mike <laughs> Mike Scarborough yeah. from TigerBait.com is our guest. Uh, Stephen Miller asks, I-, I know that you're big on Savion Jones, uh, but hashtag ask Mike, how high are you on the Nuss bus and Garrett Nussmeyer? Mike, did we lose you? Up, oh, did we lose Mike Scarborough? Mike, you there? Okay, we'll we'll hang up and give him a call right back. I was really interested to hear what he's got to say about the 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 Nuss bus. So we'll try to get Mike reconnected here. Getting a couple more of your comments. Let's see. Hello. Hey, Mike. Sorry, the call dropped. Uh, so, but That's yeah. Okay. It, Is that on my end or yours? Uh, probably on mine being out here in the boonies. Um, That's all right. But the question was from Stephen Miller is what, what's your take or what's your, what do you see from a guy in the quarterback of Garrett Nussmeyer coming into this class? Well, you know, and that, that, that's, I guess, one of the, the, the downside is Nussmeyer and even Walker Howard behind him. They're like, okay, 
Yeah, that free year is great for them, but now you're creating a log jam for us. Right. You know, when when those guys are making decisions, they're calculating. Okay, Brennan's got this much time. Uh, Finley and Max uh, are, are new, but one of them will end up winning the second job, and the other one might transfer out. And now they all start to stack up, and Nussmeyer will be there at midterm. Um, so, yeah, um, we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> well, look, I, I don't know how that's going to play out, but I'm sure – I mean, what I can tell you is, Mike, is I feel like somebody's going to leave, right? I mean – Yeah, th- there's, there's, you're not going to have four scholarship quarterbacks there and someone not see the writing on the wall after next spring. Uh, be interesting. And, and look, Mike, and you might be like me, but I thought Ed has done really well at kind of juggling uh, the quarterback controversies, if you will, in the past – uh, I know that Lowell Narcisse transferred, Justin McMillan, uh, two left-handed quarterbacks, believe it or not. Well, it, and, it, and, and look, it, it's one of the deals, too, where it's like, it's not like the old days where, you know, a quarterback was, you know, you know maybe you're kind of pushing the brink when it's the third year where they finally get their shot. But now all these quarterbacks come right out of high, high school having run, you know, similar offenses for three or four years, wherever they were coming from. And they expect to play uh, in year two. Um, right. And if Preston a duty in year one, uh, so be it. Uh, it's not like the old days where it, when Jimbo was at, under Saban and, and under Miles uh, early on where, you know, a lot of times his quarterback didn't seem to perform worth a darn until their third year. <laughs> right. Well, and that's always the interesting thing, Mike, is how are they going to juggle all of this kind of stuff? Uh, Mike, a couple more questions. We'll get you out of here. Something that I was interested in, and and look, I don't want to. In you know, I guess I'm learning, but don't really want to kind of put you on the spot. Um, but a lot of questions we always get about recruiting is about how they're going to finish the class. Now, I personally think that they need to go get it, maybe another offensive lineman and or two. Everyone knows that Tristan Lee is a guy that they're targeting. Is there another offensive lineman out there that they're really? High on and yeah, want to try to go I, get. I still, I have Savion Bird from Duncanville, Texas, in the probable category. Okay. So I, I think you add Lee and Bird uh, to Dellinger, and um, but then you know Orzron keeps mentioning a grad transfer or a JUCO kid. Now is that on top of those three? Um, you know, and do we start to get an idea? Uh, you know, right before Christmas when the dust is settled in they're sitting there with so many signees and you got a pretty good idea what's left for January, whether they're going to try and hold one back for a grad transfer, or maybe is there a JUCO guy that they would have all four of them done, you know, next month. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, or is it a deal where he, if they know by then, Hey, uh, Decula says he's coming back and, and, uh, Shanahan says he's coming back, so we can get away with three. And then next year for twenty-two, you got Emory Jones and uh, Will Campbell at Neville, two all-world guys right in, in state that are leaning your way. Uh, and then from there, you can go out of state and get uh, a couple more. Um, so you're halfway there for next year. So I think a lot of it depends on who they can get to return. But and then you start talking about the rest of the way: Mason Smith, uh, Corey Foreman, Brian Thomas. Um, you know, still hearing stuff about uh, a couple other positions. Um, 
still pursuing a running back? Uh, what, not, are they necessarily done at tight end? I think there's going to be some interesting movement there that we're chasing down. Uh, oh, wow. News. So, well, Mike, that would yeah. give them – I mean, and look, with Jack Besh, a lot of people think that he might be like that Thaddeus Moss kind of role, and then you have the other tight end and shed. Uh, can you shed any light there of what they're – not who they're going, but I guess what they're thinking? Because that's something that I definitely have not heard. Well, you know, I mean, look, uh, before uh, – the the kid from Tampa, I'm drawing a blank now. Um, that that uh, ended up at USC. That they were uh, Trigg, mm. uh, the two sports star, Michael Trigg. Right. Um, you know, they, at that time they were looking at a second tight end. Mm. Um, so, um, you know, you got Jalen Sheed on, on the list right now. Um, so, but is there a possibility of a second one there? Um, and then what what is uh, Sheed's academic situation? Um, so, uh, a second running back, um, but can you get away with not taking a second running back when you got Le'Veon Moss at Estruma and, and Trevor HN over at Jennings, who looks absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm telling you, man, I, I, I got a lot of friends in Southwest Louisiana and some, a lot of them in the Jennings area. And I'm telling you, multiple of them are saying that they think Trevor is going to be a better back than Travis. Oh, Wow. Well, look, he's he, different. He, 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 he's, different than Tra- <laughs> yeah. he's different than Travis in that he's a bigger guy. He's probably 212 to 215 pounds right now. He's Mike, I was about to guy. say that he he is tough to bring down, man. I mean, look, and, and look, I don't know if you're LSU, if you want to miss on another ETN right now. Like, I don't think you want to do that. But yeah, that's and, 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 and look, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, Trevor and his mom might get upset with me, but I, I wouldn't trade LSU's spot with Trevor HN right now. I know a lot of people, you know, try to think just because Travis is at Clemson um, and, and LSU messed up there, but this is a whole other regime. regime and uh, Orgeron and Falk have done a fantastic job. And um, uh, and I, I, I'm hearing some stuff where the kid wants – uh, possibly it being a deal where he's seeing, uh, you know, what it costs and 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 uh, what it takes to to for the family to get out to to South Carolina to see his brother play, and maybe he wants to make it easier this go round. Let's so, Mike. One last question. We'll get you out of here. Derek asked on Facebook Live that I'm going to add a little bit to it. Mike, if you had to put four teams in the playoff right now, who would you do so, or who would they be? Uh man, I hate Notre Dame. <laughs> um, I, I don't think they should ever belong anywhere near that. So, um, hopefully, someone can get them. Well, Mike, what if are you they do, if they're in huh? the conference, since they're in a conference right now, do you think that that's helped them? I mean, obviously, knocking off the number one team, but do you like them being in a conference and playing a conference schedule like they are this year? I do. I, I think. I think this. And, and maybe this will uh, be an impetus for them to finally do it. Um, but I, I think it would go a long way for uh, a lot of us that uh, love college football to, to lose some of that hate from them and their whole, you know, we don't need a conference uh, thing. Uh, yeah. We, we, you know, a lot of us were hoping before they worked that deal that uh, they'd be have to suffer and rot on the vine. Right. But, um, no, we'll see, man. I, I, I still – you know, Clemson's going to get the benefit of the doubt. 
Uh, and when it comes down to it, Alabama certainly will be there. And and, and still, um, you know, is there a chance that Florida, if if they went out, you know, what, what do you do with them? Um, could this absolutely be a year where you've got two SEC teams in there? Um, I, 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 I pick Florida all off season, and I still will never buy into Georgia. I just don't think Kirby Smart's got it. I don't care. I don't care how well he recruits. Yeah, he, he he's like the Les Miles of Georgia, in my opinion. I mean, other other than a championship game appearance, uh, he's he's still he's still got Mark he's still got a little bit of Mark Richt in him. I agree. He's Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com. Mike, I know that they've seen it all over the overlay, but tell them one more time where they can catch all of your awesome stuff and the AYS code that they can get at checkout. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I, I keep that thing alive. So AYS30, normally our seven-day free trial period for $1, it's, it's seven days. For $1, you can get it for 30 days if you use the code AYS30. And um, TigerBait.com, of course, we're on Facebook. Uh, on uh, as well at Scarborough Mike on Twitter so check us out we'd love to have uh, some of your uh, audience awesome Mike killer as always man we'll talk again soon thanks brother alright man talk soon thanks alright that is Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com guys we're gonna end the show in just a second we got one more segment but before we get to that do us a favor and hit the like and hit the share for all of you that are just joining in I will take a phone call I will take a phone call. I saw Alex, I believe. Was it Alex on on Twitter? Because uh, I'm not, I don't, oh no, Thomas on Twitter. Thomas, who called in the other night, says that he's going to be calling in shortly. Well, you can go right on ahead and do so, my man, if you want to. But we will end the show if you call in after that phone call. But before we get to anything, and I mean it, before we get to anything, Go see the number one real estate firm in all of the North Shore at your home team. Guys, 985-467-7355. They have absolutely all the listings in the North Shore. Team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com. Go see all their listings, too, on Facebook or Instagram at your home team, LA. Get in touch with one of their great real estate agents right now. Click on their website and to get in touch with one of them, or you can make a call tomorrow morning all right got a couple of questions here and Vic I'm sorry I missed it he says hashtag ask Mike ask about Savion Bird and how many decommits do we see this year we'll have him back next week and we'll definitely talk about that Lamar Williams what's up Lamar he says bring the pro combat uniforms back I agree with that actually I actually like that uh Stephen Miller says Craig Schilling they pulling off the San Diego unis tonight okay I like it. Guys, before we get out of here, I wanted to talk about this. LSU basketball got snubbed in the top 25. I know that we always talk about in football of the, what's the word I'm looking for here? The the chalky, as Bill King would say, and which I'll be on with Bill King tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock on WNSR talking to Tigers. Um, but basketball's got to be more chalky than football, right? If you really think about it, it's always the same cast of characters. Now, I know that it's the same with football. But every now and then, every year, hey, who would have thought the Texas A&M would be number five this year? Because I sure as hell didn't. I sure as hell thought Calamon was a Rudy Pooh. But LSU did get 
the most votes outside of the top 25, which would technically make them the 26th team in the nation. I want to say this, and I want to get this on record as much as I can before the season starts. Guys, if the LSU Fighting Tigers, basketball-wise, gets to a Sweet 16, if they just get to it, that will be exactly where they need to be. Do I think that they can go more? Yes. But I feel like if they drop anything less than a Sweet 16, now barring injuries and barring, God forbid, something happened with Will Wade, although I don't believe that there will be, then... The Sweet 16's got to be the minimum goal. You got to be contending for the SEC championship this year. But I'm going to throw this out there. And I talked about this, and we've talked about this a lot on this show about the hunger and the fight and the want to. Man, I see it in Will Wade right now. Man, do I see it in Will Wade right now. On the basketball court, they are absolutely off the basketball court, they're recruiting well. They have fantastic talent. They have length. They have shooters. They have guys that can penetrate. They have guys that can score in the paint. They got guys that can score in the wing and be great mid-range shooters. They got guys that can handle the ball and pass the ball really well. The question is going to come down to defense. So over the last couple of seasons, Will Wade's defenses have really, really struggled, y'all. Really, really struggled. And why I think that they got snubbed a little bit. Because of the lack of just absolute crap that we've seen from them on the defensive side. Jamie Fortenberry says, and I'm missing it right here, Jamie. Why are we not in the top 10? Well, I did see one poll that had them in the top 15. And Jamie, I really believe, like really, really, really believe it's because of what's happened over the last two years. And maybe some uncertainty with Will Wade. I think that that's the only reason why. But from a talent aspect, from the talent aspect, there's no reason why they should be out of the top 15. None. Uh, Alex King says, I put the Rafino rant earlier in the top three of the 134 episodes. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I would really be interested to know what number one is and number two. (laughs) Or, you know, what's in that mix. I've had some moments. I've had some good ones. Last night, I was, yesterday, I wasn't feeling good. The show was a little bit off. Came back energized and ready to go today. Um, Derek says, it Will Wade does well this year. If, I'm assuming, if Will Wade does good this year, I could see him taking a big-time job, say, in the ACC. I, man, let me tell you something. And, and Derek, I could see that too. But I think the loyalty that LSU has shown Will Wade and maybe some stuff they got on my man, I think LSU can entice him to stay. Wink, wink, hint, hint. <laughs> or the pros. I don't think that he LSU is going to allow him to take a, a college job. I don't see that. I would see him pulling a, you know, going into the NBA before he did anything else. But here's another thing too, y'all. He's a long way away from that. I mean, you got Brad Stevens, who was at Butler, had to get to two Final Fours before he got his shot. I would think that teams would want to see him actually win and perform a lot better too. David, I saw your message earlier, man. I hadn't had a chance to read it. He says, the D some nights play good for stretches, but some nights they're garbage. Yeah, do you remember that, uh, that Vanderbilt game? When Scotty Pippen's son had like 38 or something crazy like that, 
and they were shooting the ball. It, look, they were they couldn't miss anything to save their life. Uh, <laughs> Craig Schilling says, Dickie V told the polls to rank LSU low. Clown emoji. I would believe that. I would believe that. Craig also, or Cade says, why is LSU the greatest place on earth when it comes to Tiger Stadium? The Death Dome and Alex Box, why is there no uh, comparisons? I don't know. It's a good question. Not sure. Maybe because, I mean, really and truly, the PMAC doesn't always get packed out until they're doing good. I mean, guys, we got to remember before Will Wade, they weren't that good. Like, they weren't good at all. And people didn't want to go. They were tired of it. But now I think that they will. Oh, no, we got the resources. Yeah, we got resources. We got the resources. Believe me, especially that Shaquille O'Neal's son's on the team, another guy that we haven't talked much about, uh, that I think that we will as soon as he's cleared and all of that stuff. You think that if his son's there and they're winning, that he's not going to push and, and, and persuade Will Wade to stay? You best believe it. Stephen Miller says, Jamie Bulls just converted on a fourth and one now on the goal line, and it looks like they scored. Touchdown, Bulls. The match in action, says Stephen Miller on Facebook Live. Johnny Jones was garbage, says David. Yeah, they were, he was bad, man. Bad. Good player, horrible coach. All right, guys, well, we're going to go ahead and get out here. I ask for all of your prayers. My son, Ben, is having a little operation tomorrow. Got to get tubes in his ears and his adenoids taken out. So all of you praying people uh, are people who maybe not just want to think about him. I would appreciate it if you guys thought about me, Megan, and especially Ben tomorrow as he's going into the procedure. Don't forget that you can catch us tomorrow morning on with the King, Bill King, on WNSR. We will share the link in here tomorrow morning at around 7. So if you got any questions for the King of college football, you can ask him on Facebook Live and Twitter. But, guys, my name is Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. Y'all have a good night. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.